Welcome back, y'all, to Director Showdown. It's been a while. It has been. It's been a while. One week since you... So you looked at me. <laughs> Don't delete the episode. Don't yeah. delete the episode. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, guys. Well, who, what song was that? Um... Some 90s song. Yeah. Been one week since you looked at me. I'm sorry. The Chinese chicken. I always remember that. I always remember that scene. It might be the 2000s Because I was like, I like Chinese food. That was like, that's like why I liked that song. But we're not talking 90s music. No. We are talking. Check out that other podcast about that stuff. Yeah. The 90s music no, review. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was with something Tim and like Jared. <laughs> T- Tim and Jared, they're the experts on yeah, 90s Yeah, they're the music. experts there. Uh, we are, however, well, the experts on 1990s film Blue Steel. Well, this is Director Showdown, everybody. Yeah, guys, this is Director Showdown. In case you don't know, uh, this is a podcast where each season we pit two directors against one another, up against each other, and uh, we select uh, some of their movies from their filmography, and uh, we talk about them each week. Yeah. And last week we talked Terminator, mm-hmm. um, whole week ago. One one full week. Mm-hmm. Plenty of rest since then. Yep. yep. So, so we're ready to talk movies again. Yeah. Char- we're we're ready. All charged. rested up. Yeah. Ready to rock and roll. Um, and, and what better movie to, to expend all your energy on than, than Blue Steel by Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow, 1990 film. Uh, one of her earliest ones. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually like her third or fourth movie. Huh. Uh, before this, she had The Loveless, which is a like a biker movie with Willem Dafoe, uh, which I heard was fine. And then she did a vampire movie after that mm. uh, that I forgot the name of. And then cool. she did... <laughs> Blue We're the experts Steel. here, yeah, in yeah. case we didn't say it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this season is uh, James Cameron, Catherine Bigelow, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought this would be a good one to, to start off with because both of this is one of the rare director showdown episodes uh, where both of us haven't seen the movie. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. it's in very select company. Uh, Blue Steel. I, I can't remember off the top of my head what other movies there were. Um, can you? There, there's only there's got to be only one or two, right? For what? Just movies that we hadn't seen before we podcasted. I can't remember off the top of my head. <sighs> Probably all the Hell Season. Uh, Hell Season. Hell Season yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the big one. Uh, but uh, yeah, Blue Steel, a 1990 movie directed by Catherine Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so before we get into the movie, let's just talk about, since our first episode on Catherine Bigelow, mm-hmm. let's talk about Catherine Bigelow. Ca- just uh, talk Katie, Katie just herself, like what, what she likes to eat on the weekends. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I imagine it's just bullets. <laughs> she, she eats like cereal. She eats fucking 45, yeah. uh, mil, uh, millimeter, uh, dude, Catherine Bigelow kicks ass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's like, hardcore, man. She's cool as fuck. Uh, yeah, she's, she is cool as fuck. Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, my, I, I guess I'll start first. Like my, it's, it's very interesting because I just yeah you honestly have a, very very familiar with Catherine Bigelow uh, honestly yeah. my the first movie I yeah. saw by her was actually probably Hurt Locker for sure in uh 2013 I want to say mm. maybe before that um but no it had to be before that because I was in college uh but yeah it's uh like 2010 I think but um it was Hurt Locker, and it was one of my favorite movies that year. It obviously went on to win Best oh, Picture yeah, and all that stuff, sure, won a bunch yeah. of awards. And um, yeah, that was kind of my introduction to her. And that that movie was 
that movie's so fucking great. We're going to talk about it. But mm-hmm. I was like, huh, Catherine Bigelow. She wait, wait. She did Point Break. Weird. A movie that I had not had, seen. He's still, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen, seen it, it at this point. Yeah, I've, I've finally seen Point Break. I kept but at the time, you about it because I was like, I can't believe you. Yeah, hadn't you haven't seen, seen Point, Point Break. Break um, and uh, so yeah, and I just found you know uh, seeing um, Zero Dark Thirty. Zero yeah. Dark Thirty. After yeah. that, she she was like to me. I I viewed her as kind that of space the, of reality. that space of realistic. Yeah. Uh, very almost like journalistically, that's not a word, uh, no, jur- yeah, like, jur- like, like journalism. a documentarian almost. Yeah, yeah. Almost like a documentarian. And like she worked mm. with, um, uh, a journalist, Mark Bowl on those movies. Mm. Uh, and that's kind of her guy now. Like she started working with him, I think on, Did um, James Cameron get jealous of him. Oh, maybe who knows? This is long after they were uh, yeah. an item, like 20 years. But uh, no, she did uh, Hurt Locker with him. She did Zero Dark. She did uh, Detroit after that with him. So oh, like, cool. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're just like a, a duo now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then Zero Dark 30, I, I liked not as much as, as Hurt Locker, but mm-hmm. um, I was like, man, this this is like, she's like a really great director and I haven't seen a lot from yeah, her, you know? Sure. Um, and I think I had even seen... Uh, the Widowmaker, uh, what's it called? K five two K nineteen, the yeah. Widowmaker, mm. and I remember nothing from that, that other submarine than movie? the submarine yeah. movie that apparently is really boring because the History Channel fully funded it. Oh, and, nice! Um, yeah, nice and it's just like Harrison Ford doing a Russian accent the whole movie. That, um, I mean, that, that sounds like a delight in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's good. I don't know. It's just <laughs> the, the word I've heard is that it's, it's yeah. a pretty dull movie, but. Um, so that that was like my big introduction to her, and those those two movies are enough to make a very big impression on For me. Sure. Like yeah. Zero Dark and Hurt Locker were very confidently directed and like very specific, and like each saying different interesting things about gender. Uh, and she she struck mm. me as somebody very unique in that she is a woman. She's a female director. The first we've done for the show. I yeah. feel like it might be. I'm patting myself on the back right yep. now. And uh, uh, I just checked Twitter. All the SJWs are, are liking us right now. Yeah. They're giving us a thumbs up. Because they kind of hated all that Ben Shapiro talk we did. Um, so we were canceled for a week. From we were the Terminator, canceled. that's right. Yeah, episode and all the uh, episodes were gone for a week, uh, but we're back. But we're back because we did a girl. Yeah, we got it. We got a we got a lady director, <laughs> a lady and director. it fucking took us long enough. There's so many. There's a lot of great women directors. Obviously, not enough because of systemic issues, and obviously mm. because it's a very male dominated. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing. That's we don't have to thing. fully get into that, but um, but yeah, and it's like seeing those movies. I was like, she's fascinating like she because she makes these very masculine movies mm-hmm. um at least the ones that that i had seen and obviously zero dark 30 has jessica chastain but it is still a very uh it's a movie that's still very interested in that stuff i mean it's yeah she's uh like the fact that she is a female and we in will that be movie, doing those two movies in this uh, yeah yeah season. absolutely we're gonna be yeah. closing the season out with those i mm-hmm. think um but yeah, and then just honestly, very, very recently, I finally went back and watched Point Blank and uh, point, realized... Point Blank. Point, God damn it. Point I'm Blank. I'm canceled all over point again. Point Blank. Point... I mean, I guess that's it. fine. You know like, why that's in my head is why? because that's like a... That's a Netflix movie with like Anthony Mackie in it that dropped this huh. week. Anthony Mackie. Huh? Anthony Mackie. You guys Mac remember Mac Attack him. himself. Yeah, you guys remember Hey, from Hurt Locker. 
Hey. It's a full circle here, full, guys. It's all it's all we're, we're gonna related. talk about Mac Attack again. He's great in that movie. Um but uh what was I saying? Yeah, point oh, break. Yeah, yeah, I went back and watched point break and uh realized Oh, she's kind of always been fascinated with this stuff. Like mm. it's it's the fact that she is a woman is you you can you can tell by the way that she directs. Right. I think. Even though she is a very, very great action director mm. too, and like um, but just the characters in, in her movies. Um so yeah, we wanted to go back even before point break mm. and talk Blue Steel, which came out one year prior. Yeah. Uh so she did uh one two punch, blue steel point break. And uh, what about you, Adam? What's your kind of Bigelow? I'm in the same boat. You, like, you probably go further back, right? Because you saw Point Break. Well, like, I never really knew. It was the whole, like, same with James Cameron thing where it's mm-hmm. like, I didn't, I've seen Point Break, but I didn't know it was Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, what what got her on the board was obviously Hurt Locker because that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I'll say that I liked, I prefer Zero Dark Thirty more. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into it in that episode, but like, yeah. I just love the whole. Um, I mean, I, I like like military thrillers, and like, yeah, for sure, I love the grayness of uh, of political stability and stuff like that. And it may, it, I think you it know. makes sense that you like that one more. I mean, it's mm. it's more of a a macro kind of bigger picture uh, yeah. thing too and going I, on, and bigger I, ideas. I think in that, one. yeah, that's that's a great way of putting it because mm-hmm. like it's such a hard thing to do macro stories without being cheesy and derivative Mm -hmm. while like zero dark 30 does like the macro, um, perspective on like these, uh, on these political issues without being, um, trite and by being very nuanced, you Mm -hmm. know? And that's just like, that's fucking hard. And especially like, I can't wait till we do that one because like in the current political climate, like it's all about scoring points. Like yeah. if you're conservative, you have to like own the libs and same yeah. with liberals. It's like, Oh man, we got, we got to own the, the conservatives. And there's like no room for like nuanced discussion on these really like gray areas. For sure. And yeah, yeah. her locker does that. But I think zero dark 30 real, yeah, na- really nails I'm that stuff. Really interested you know? to watch that now in yeah. this climate. Cause I think I, th- I think I've only seen it once and it was mm. soon after it came out. It was like in preparation to watch the Oscars and shit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what's I going to say? But yeah, no, it's, it's interesting that you say like with no, uh, cheesiness or corniness or anything like that, mm. because she strikes me as somebody who on paper, some of her stuff can seem like point break is point. Uh, so, okay. Is, point break was yeah. a fascinating experience mm. for me because all I know is like, Hot fuzz, hot fuzz, and it's like I I know the kind of memed stuff. Yeah, watching it, I was like, dude, this is this this movie. It doesn't like take itself too seriously, but it is also like a serious story about the relationship between these two guys, and like all of the action is one hundred percent like authentic and serious. How it is to be like actually like an undercover cop, and yeah, for sure, how like the relationships, like how you struggle with that, like trying to hide yourself from. Yeah, for sure, and I was like struck with like how uh, like affecting that movie was, honestly, Mm. Um, and. yeah, and like the the action in that movie struck me as like, wow, she she's always been, and even watching Blue Steel, like she's always been like a very 
modern feeling director like her stuff feels very modern i guess for sure yeah yeah um and uh but it's yeah it's just mm. it's cool that we're going back near the beginning now mm. to see when she was doing like like thrillers and action movies mm. and stuff to like track that to see progression. how because um since we're talking blue steel i could definitely see the the um the inspiration for some stuff in uh, uh zero dark 30 you know, yeah, for sure. Or just like his, her action sequences. Like, I mean, the one that's playing right now, it's like, yeah. you feel, you feel the tension that she goes through during a shootout, sure. like, like the preparation. She her. understands the pacing needed for yeah. an action sequence. And like, and she the, just understands the general procedure of like what this cop would do realistically, as opposed to like, yeah, that authenticity, you know, man, she's always had it. Right. Like, yeah. To where it's not like, Hey, I'm going to, uh, you know, do all these cool action moves and mm-hmm. like, like fucking jump around and shit. No, she's like yeah. scared and doing yeah. things tactically and slowly. Yeah. It's almost it's like great. a horror movie too. It yeah. reminds me, you know, it's funny. It reminds me of like resident evil or something that for this first part here where she's just like slowly going yeah, around. Right. Well, you yeah. know, it's kind of weird is that blue steel reminded me of Terminator in some ways. Huh. With uh, with the fucking guy, man. Oh my god, yeah. the fucking Al Pacino. Uh, dude, where B-tier. is that guy from, dude? He so that actor. Uh, with the little that I looked into him, because I was like, yeah, who is this Al Pacino so he's looking our main antagonist of? Yeah, uh, Eugene, movie. I think is his character's yeah. name. He's kind of the the main antagonist. Um, he his name's Ron Silver, and all of his IMDb credits. God, I forgot he's fucking in this. Um, mm. uh, fucking goddamn it, what's his name? Jesus Christ hitting the mic fucking up <laughs> no, all over the place. Uh, guy from Saving Private Ryan. But uh, anyways, yeah, Ron Silver is the, the main antagonist. And oh, he's just yeah, in a that, bunch the, of the, like, yeah. yeah, like B movies, like all B movies, all his, his main he four. He looks like IMDb. the douchebag in Die Hard because he's like the yuppie, like psycho. He does. Yeah. For he? like an Italian version or something. Um, or Jewish. He, he looks kind of Jewish. Yeah, I could see that too. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, what were we talking? We were talking about him, right? Like, who, mm. um, yeah. And from the from the get go, like, okay, so the first scene is just her um, trying to stop this hostage situation. Yeah, and and then yeah, right out fails. the gate, I was like, oh, yeah. Bigelow, man, classic yeah. Bigelow with like the tense, realistic. Mm. Like she she uh, the later movies, she doubles down harder on the uh, handheld stuff. Mm. But there's like a good amount of handheld uh, mm. um, photography in this movie too, for sure. Yeah. And then, like, you know, she fails the hostage situation because the hostage mm-hmm. actually ends up shooting her. But it was all just training simulation. Yeah. And a man comes in and says, you need to have eyes on the back of your head. For and sure. Stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, definitely a lot of parallels to Zero yeah. Dark Thirty, man. Yeah, because it, a big element of this movie is... Mm the relationship between okay so jamie lee curtis is our our hero yeah. our heroine um she's i think she's great i in this always movie, shoot her dude. up every time dude she's she's my heroine dude <laughs> that's the right word right heroine yeah for, for hero same thing, female yeah. hero um and uh yeah she's she's like becoming a cop like she mm. becomes a cop right after that scene I, and well after that scene it has that fucking great title sequence credit sequence that li- that's like the terminator title sequence well it's like and it's with the all with a fucking and, gun yeah, yeah it looks that was it was pretty well shot i For like sure yeah, all these yeah. macro shots of a gun like it's like it's like a sex scene of like a gun 
Yeah, you know what I sure. mean? Like yeah. you have all these like, look at this, like how cool uh, this gun looks. Yeah, it's loaded up with bullets, like his macro. <laughs> like those macro shots were really, really cool for sure. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's yeah from the from the opening title credits and then even that opening scene, the the movie is not going to go the way you expect. Yeah, you like for sure because multiple times throughout this movie, I was like, hmm, what? what's happening now? And that not in a bad way, but in like a, I'm intrigued as yeah, to like, like what's playing yeah. out now. Cause you, you first think it's just going to be like, Oh, she's a, it's cop, a cop and thriller. Like, and yeah, it's going to have some cool stuff. action for sure. Sequences but that, but, but it's, it's much, it is very important that she's a female cop. Mm. And, uh, and there, there's yeah. a lot of different interactions that she has with, uh, her superiors, uh, with a uh, uh, her friend setting her up on a date, that I fucking love that scene. Yeah, uh, the way that that plays out um, with an, a CPA of all people. CPA. Uh, yeah, the, the the dialogue in this movie is like pretty witty too. Like a lot of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so she just became a cop. It's Jamie Lee Curtis, and am I getting her name right? Yeah, that's her Jamie, name, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you know, new cop on the force, out doing her. That's pretty much what's happening, right? She's like yeah, on, on the like beat one, in her car. Yeah, and she talks about how she just loves shooting people and that's Yeah, that's like a good kind of a good cop talk. That, cop that's talk, you know? What what, I mean? what seems like her kind of like being just like saying witty jokes, like her being like uh it's like, "Why why do you become a cop?" I just always wanted to shoot people. Mm. Like that's what she says. And it's like funny, but the fact that Mm. that is like a thematic thing that has payoff at the end, which we'll talk about is really great. Like why she became a cop. Um, but yeah, they're, they're out there on the beat. And then, uh, pretty early on is that, that, uh, that scene where across the way she sees a guy, uh, our boy, pull up his name real quick. He was, yeah, the, the meth addicted, uh, Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Tom's, you Tom his? Sizemore looking like a snack in this one. Looking, looking pretty good. But for, he's canceled, dude. Is he canceled? Oh yeah. Really? I mean, I, I knew that he Hollywood did a lot of probably, drugs. Yeah. He was like, uh, he, you know, he was I'm not like, surprised though. He was if like canceled. some like, uh, hitting on some young girl or something, uh, underage girl. Get the like fuck that. out of here. Really? Yeah, size more. Yeah. Size more. Come on. I don't Tom. remember the specifics of it, but he's not looking like a snack. <laughs> not anymore. Sorry. Size more, Tom. more like canceled more, more, more like more Tom size less. <laughs> Well, he did size less in this one because he's not as fat as he was. Oh, uh, boy. Well, fewer drugs then, probably. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, dude, like, Jamie Lee Curtis is, like, really fucking great in this scene because she's, like, sneaking in through the back of the store to, like, take down She's terrified. Yeah, she's she's fucking scared. And it's like like, she's a rookie cop. She's new. She's, like, thrust into this situation. And, uh, yeah, and then she she ends up fucking taking out size more. Mm-hmm. He like whips his gun around, shoots her, and then we got our first uh, left turn here. the The first time where I go, "What is happening in this movie? What is this movie gonna do?" Because we got our boy Eugene Ron Silver there on the ground, who takes the gun, who fucking slips that gun into his coat, and I'm like, "What are you gonna do? What what what's gonna happen here? Yeah, why do we care about this guy? Yeah, Yeah, and." Oh boy, yeah, we got to yeah, like what his character represents and all this shit is really interesting, I think. Mm. There's a lot going on. Um uh Donald Trump? Uh Trump much? <laughs> well, yeah, no, it feel it feels like an a response to like the excess of the 80s and like masculine 
like power to me, like his whole character. Oh uh, yeah. You because know, it's, it's like, like it's he's, a, he's a fucking the, uh, stockbroker and he's this like cocky, like he's American psycho buddy, dude. He's totally American psycho actually. Yeah, yeah for sure. I th- yeah. The response to the action thing is probably a good, a good thing because that's the reason why like we're using a, uh, a woman as the cop, because, yeah. like, normally if you, you would see all these cop movies and, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, like, some guy, like, going around killing, you know, bad guys and stuff. So you're like, okay, maybe we're going to see that here. Mm-hmm. But, no, like, the bad guy here is the one who's, like, I'm, like, a dirty Harry and I can just, like, kill whoever I want because I have this power yeah. of this gun. Yeah, for You know sure. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I mean, he starts fucking like killing people with the fucking gun and it becomes a problem. <laughs> starts killing people with the, with, with, the with the gun. Yeah, you know, yeah. What you do with guns. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but, uh, but she gets suspended because she's the gun's excess, gone and they're like excess force on the, uh, on good old Sizemore who did, who didn't have a gun cause it's not there. Old yeah. fucking Eugene took it. Um, and nobody trusts her. Everybody kind of mm-hmm. treats her like shit. Um, but it's like, I, I, dude, she gets treated like shit. Yeah, by she like does. Everybody she does. in this movie. It's I just like, a bummer, I, I guess actually. like maybe I have too much. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have too much baggage for like how police work would work. Cause it's just like, it's, yeah. it was way too like stupid on how like they didn't believe her. It just seemed like they're just yeah. being like assholes. Like it, there's a little bit like, of that, especially later too. Yeah. Cause it, 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 I couldn't suspend my disbelief enough in that part. It was like, there, there was so many people around them. Yeah. I, like, I don't think they could, did enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of like, but a lot of people on, saw him with the gun. Yeah. Right? A lot of, a yeah. lot of people saw, like, why would everyone get down mm-hmm. if they didn't see him with a gun? And why didn't all those witnesses corroborate? Like, Jamie Lee Curtis's like claim that he had a gun. It just like, it's stupid. Like, yeah. and how did fucking, um, our, our antagonist just leave? Like how Yeah, he got out there, I guess they didn't the, show like Bigelow didn't show any sort of like mm-hmm. thing about him leaving for sure. And you would, you would interview all the witnesses involved. Like that's why I was like, this is so strange. He just took away a gun and then all of a sudden like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. he didn't have a gun. Yeah. You know? And that guy, the cashier had a gun pointed at his face. How yeah. can you think it's a knife? They they did have a line about yeah. him specifically, like him saying like, like he was so flustered. Yeah, yeah, it was just a throwaway thing. Yeah. I think maybe I'm thinking too much. Maybe about I'm giving well, and maybe I'm giving Bigelow a pass here. Uh, I mean, it's one of her earlier movies, you know, but it's it's also like Wanted. I don't I don't think she's super I get, interested. I get the sentiment involved. Like yeah, yeah. I, I get like wanting to convey that like no one believes her. That's cool. I just f- feel like there could have been a, a, a yeah a little bit more a, of there. a smoother way I, to I agree. get to it. I agree. You know yeah, because I mean? yeah, I had like yeah. a few like moments of like. Mm, uh, how we're connecting these dots? It's yeah. it's almost like she's just not even interested in that. Thing. Right. Like, she wants to get to. What what's important to her and about, like yeah. what it what it is is like the way that the cops treat Jamie Lee Curtis right. the way that uh this this uh, the scene playing out right now actually is like I think a great scene where yeah her friend sets Jamie Lee Curtis up with a guy at like a barbecue and they're like pretty much hitting it off like it's like a nice little meat cute and then she says she drops the fact that she's a cop and this guy is immediately like turned off like this guy's a, this Sean Penn fucking clone yeah, is is yeah. uh, is is immediately like 
okay. Is it just because, like, guys are just not into girls being cops? Is that what... I, I think that's what it is. And it's yeah. also her continuing with her bit. He's like, why, why do you become a cop? And yeah. she's like, so I could slam guys heads through the end of the, end of the wall. Yeah. And I was pretty, like, oh, that's, that's she's keeping funny. her bit going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, was like this, this, this is all, this would all win me over. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's going back to the dominatrix thing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we talked about last episode, yeah. but, um, so you're saying you want, Amy, your wife, to dress up as a cop and, and just slam like, my head into a wall and just like pull you over and just like, uh, you know, interrogate you. Mm, that's good. And then you're going to put on blackface. Jesus Christ. And then I'm going to stop that bit right there. <laughs> yeah. You've been canceled, my friend. I've been Twitter's canceled. already on. Up, up. The tweets are rolling in live, hot off the presses. Adam Dauphin um, canceled. <laughs> but, but then, yeah, the end of that scene is really great too, where he kind of walks away. He's like, I got to go like he, he fucking blows her off. Cause he's like, this mm. chick's a cop. She's like a hard ass cop. That's a, the way I read that is like, he's intimidated by her now. Yeah. So, so he's likely. not attracted to her. Mm. Uh, and then the way, the way that it plays out, which I love is that she like walks up and she's like, Hey, uh, you're, this is your car, right? The one with the smashed mm. tail light. Well, I noticed because your registration's out of date yeah. and she's like, like totally fucking with him. And he's yeah. like, well, I was gonna, I was gonna. And then she, she like pats him on the back mm. and she's like, yeah, see, it's like see, take it easy. That that guy is James Cameron, and uh, yep. she, she's Catherine Bigelow. Dude, honestly, Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie seems like Catherine Bigelow, like right. the way that I view Catherine. For Bigelow, sure, I yeah. Feel like, right. That's why I, I like her. Yeah, that's why I like her. I like her mm-hmm. character a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. Yeah, dude. She. Yeah, it's fat. Like, there's a lot. Like, um, she seems like confident and also human at the same time. You know, like scared sure. at the right places. Yeah. Well, and, it's it's really cool because she's like, yeah. oh man, God, I forgot about this element. But like, Ron Silver takes a liking to her, and then they they That's start the whole thing. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a lot. It's the whole second act basically. As they start after a few killings, right? Yeah. He. Yeah. yeah the scene playing right now on the TV is when he kills his first guy. It's this old guy. Um. But uh. Yeah, and then they start like seeing each other, mm. and it's like it's just cool though. From uh, what's her name, Megan, right? That's her character's name. Yeah, uh, her character's perspective because it's like, yeah, she is like this really confident, hard ass like cop, like uh, good at their job, but like also she's like dating guys and just like you know Being she's like normal. Person, There's like yeah. a lot of different like uh, layers. Layers, you could say layers. Don't check that off your bingo. Yeah, check it off the bingo card. Um, and uh, what were we talking about originally? Oh, know. well, and then like her home life, too. They even go so far, which threw me off, man, oh, because yeah, like her dad fucking, yeah. is like a total fucking dickhead. Yeah. And uh, she had just graduated. I can't believe my, my daughter's a cop. I can't believe my daughter's a cop. And I was like, interesting. That's like, like interesting. Why, why would you? Well, and then it we, seems like he was a cr- to me that I don't know how the context is in the 80s, maybe, but. Mm. To me, that it seemed like, are you like a criminal or something? Like, you know, well, what he, I mean? prob- he probably grew up in, I would imagine, the the sixties and like oh, the, and then but then, but then also, it's because he's a fucking shitty guy who beats his wife, and he, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, he's which we find guy. out later, but um, he's yeah. like, I just get angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, like she. Oh God. What's, yeah. what, see, this is Catherine Bigelow. Also reminds me of that director, um, the guy, the 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 the, the woman who did. Um, you never really there, and uh, Lynn Ramsey, Lynn Ramsey, yeah, and, yeah, and when you talk about Kevin, because uh, you were never really there, really links up well with this, I think, because like you That's, have, um, yeah, man, I can see that for sure. 
you have like the uh, the because the, the, the cool thing about women directors I've noticed at least from this and mm-hmm. you were never really there is the the always the um, humanization of, yeah, of everybody sure. at least the attempt to yeah and um, you know even though that her dad was shitty she's like Catherine Bigelow still had a shot where it was explaining like okay he's he's like not all there like he's angry and he needs help like yeah it wasn't like this wholesale this guy is bad it wasn't a lifetime movie or something you know what i mean yeah for sure and same with like um you were never really there i think you were never really there is a, is way better than this but mm-hmm. um that was always yeah. about humanizing like even the Ev- even like everybody yeah, yeah absolutely and even cuz like I think that's where there was a lack of confidence by Begla's part in this one was mm-hmm. that it wasn't it wasn't a full commitment to the humanization. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a lack of confidence. I should correct myself. Maybe it was just a lack of time or care. Yeah, yeah. Because she attempted to put some humanization into the antagonist, you know, saying that you remember the whole like when he was working out. Yeah. Like going real, real T zone. Oh yeah, for and sure. He was like, it's totally like mental illness. Yeah, and that guy. how he yeah. has like voices in his head and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of wish there was more to that, as opposed to him. Yeah, as opposed to I'm spoiling it. As opposed to her just blowing him away. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like I can see that. It. I don't yeah. Know. It. It. He. He to me. It reminded me like of Taxi Driver with like his whole kind of narrative a little bit. Oh yeah, like a sure. guy who's like losing it. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, losing weight. <laughs> uh, losing healthy. weight. Yeah, he's losing it. He's losing all the weight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's getting for fit. Sure. He's working out. <laughs> oh, he is. That's right. Oh my god, that scene, dude. He's great in this. Like he. He's fucking. He's scary and yeah he, he could because that he's a scary man yeah because like the thing is he is like handsome and like charming with her well, is he handsome i think, I think he's, he has like a like i said like an early al pacino thing going i think he's kind like kind of a little bit a little bit he's he's no size more <laughs> size less i should say um he, he's yeah, no he, kyle reese <laughs> <laughs> um but so Kyle Reese is a snack to you, or Re- Kyle Reese's no. pieces? <laughs> no, now Kyle Reese's pieces would be a snack <laughs> if you recreated Kyle Reese with Reese's pieces. Then you'd get that would be a snack. I'd, I'd eat them up in a hotel. My name. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. You need to have Reese's pieces. Kyle Reese's pieces. Kyle get Reese's them at pieces. Get them at Target. Half off. Kyle Reese's pieces. <sighs> Jesus Christ! You get in there. Hey, everybody. Okay, make make your bets now. We're 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 put them on Twitter right now. Make your bets. Make your bets. Make your bets here. Will Brent nail the the Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, is that going to be the arc? That'll be the arc of the season. We'll We'll see. Will Brent nail the Arnold Schwarzenegger accident by the end of the season? Vote vote now on our Twitter poll. I'm just gonna I'm gonna make you do all this stuff. I'm just like putting okay. It, I I will I will I will do this. You will post um, a Twitter poll saying, "Will yeah. Brett Carroll nail the <laughs> fuck?" And it's it's I'm not gonna remember probably the 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 judge the judgment day is it is upon us. Is it will be the end of the season. Yeah, and it will be reflected if he in our, does in our not, final episode in in Avatar. Yeah, yeah. if he does not. Yeah sound like a Jamaican, 
That that would be the the uh, yeah. Then then it's successful. That is successful. Then I've done my job as mm-hmm. a successful podcaster. Um, <laughs> but no, dude. Yeah. Speaking of Eugene, I think it's it's so it's so bold of him, and that that I think speaks to the like masculine confidence. I think that that Bigelow is kind of like toying with a little bit. Yeah. In his like. Like yeah, I mean I I was the one who took her gun. I'm I'm the one killing people. I'm writing her fucking name mm. in bullets that I'm shooting into people. Mm. And yet I'm going to still fucking I'm like gonna date get her. away with all this shit. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to like I'm going to fucking date her. I have and try my to... fucking lawyer who cost me so much money, but Rich, I can afford it. Fucking Richie Jenks, dude. Who's Richard that? Jenkins. Who's that? Is his lawyer. Yeah, but who who is He it? is from he's the dad and stepbrothers. He's in oh. Shape of Water. Oh. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Is he the uh, homosexual character, guy in shape? Yeah, yeah. Character okay. actor Richard Jenkins. He's oh, great. Good for him. And it, it. I absolutely hated him. And yeah, the dude, right way. he fucking sucks in this movie. Yeah. Like he's great, yeah, but yeah. like he is. He dude, effectively conveys how much we. Ate. Yeah. yeah, man. He he sells what at that point is the is the logic of the movie taking leaps. I think hmm. where it's like. Yeah, you say you saw the guy, but uh, we Did just you, don't believe you. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, Did you actually Eugene's see like, him, I'm though. out of jail again. And it's like, God, what? Yeah. But uh, see, I like, because like in one way, I want to give it like, yeah, like I love what you're saying about. I love what you're saying about like, you know, men taking over your life and like not believing you, like especially with the whole, you know, we we talk a little bit about Me Too movement and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like I, I love that aspect. Is it's just like when you execute in a way that seems like almost like a dreamlike experience where it's just like silly that these people are not believing you. It, yeah, it almost loses me a little bit. You know? Yeah, I I can it's see not that too much. But yeah. it's just kind of like this could be. I still done to clarify. St- yeah, I mean, I st- yeah. I still liked the movie quite a bit. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, it it definitely like has some. I don't want to. I don't want to say plot holes. I don't think it really is plot holes. It's just kind of like logic gaps of like, would people really not believe her if like mm. I don't know. You know, like it leaves out crucial bits of info that I think would. I yeah, don't know, and know, plus, like I, I mean, I, I think we're treading lightly just because we don't know. I mean, like, I really don't know what the state of, like, the NYPD was in the 80s. I mean, maybe they were more. That's that's a really good point, like, yeah. You know, we I've don't pr- know what I've, the fuck it's like to be a female cop. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've read stories about, like, you know, the corruption in NYPD. But at the same time, you know, there's it's, it's a little weird sometimes. It's just, like... It's yeah. Like, it, at least in the context of the movie. Because, yeah, yeah because... <laughs> Eugene is so like he's, a, he's, he's fucking, playing those scenes so fucking smug and it's like dude the guy obviously the guy's fucking and like what you're a police chief the guy's evil and, and shit look at him and he's killing all these people like around her and it's like who else would be who else would just randomly yeah. attack her and, and like, <laughs> yeah it just see it, it seems so far-fetched that they would just like <laughs> not believe it yeah you know? for sure yeah. Yeah. Unless um, it's like some weird postmodern art piece where it's like she's she's like like Terry Gilliam directed this and it's like yeah. you're in this like she's, crazy dystopia. She's the only yeah, yeah, she's the only sane person in the police <laughs> yeah. force like But it's but definitely they, not shot that way. So Yeah, yeah. They they counteract that by having yeah. uh Clancy Brown 
Another oh, yeah. great character actor, Clancy Brown. He has a his voice doesn't match his face. For sure. Yeah. yeah, well he's God, he's in so much shit. We've I know we've talked about him before. Full full like young, curly headed I'll say it. Snack? Clancy the snack brown, Jesus if you ask Christ. me. Man, how um, many snacks drops have you like uh have a you lot, done? A lot. Just in this episode, like eight already. But um but no, yeah, because like he he kind of his introduction is actually really interesting and kind of um He's an asshole right off the bat. Yeah, it yeah. exemplifies the the theme of like uh her being a female cop in I'm the a background. De- detective? A detective? Yeah, he is a detective. Yeah. She is kind of after a while. Well um, she be no, like what happens is that in order for um, him oh, to right. protect her, yeah, yeah, he has to put her in homicide. So she goes straight to homicide as a detective. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and then his his introduction is so funny because he's telling a story, like some like sex joke story. Oh yeah, like some like douchey bro thing, and she's in the background, and like uh, yeah, she just like leaves the, the room. The, and the says story sh- shortened was yeah. A guy, a rich guy, was getting a blowjob oh, right. from a I hooker about the details, yeah. in the back of a taxi, and they hit a bump, and she chomps his dick off, mm-hmm. and uh, she sews it back up backwards. She sews it on backwards. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> and then, like, she's just there, like, okay, she's guys. Like, all right. <laughs> but it's it's yeah. also like it's kind of I yeah. see truth in that because no, for that's sure. honestly that's it's like that the camaraderie like, between men and she's not included in that sort for sure of yeah. yeah yeah dude honestly I I would imagine this hitting a lot harder in the context of the era because like yeah there had to be way fewer female cops in for 90, sure like yeah, for yeah. sure especially in like NYPD it's like a masculine position like which in and it's in and of itself is a thing too like uh Bigelow and she she loves examining like masculine positions of power mm. and like sometimes she'll like put a female in that role and to see like how they react. Yeah, it. exactly. To like view the differences in that position. Is, it's like zero dark 30 does that's that. Pretty too. cool. Yeah, that's for really sure. Cool. Yeah. And then she, but also she does have like, uh, I don't know, like great action and shit too. So, well, it's like a meta, a meta contextualization. It's like, yeah, you know, she'll talk about women in these masculine positions as she is a a woman in a masculine position, which is a director. You know what I mean? Fuck, yeah, that's interesting. So it's like she's she's like um, conveying her truth via these characters. You know? Yeah, it's for pretty sure. cool. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. Mm. Um, and uh, okay. So yeah, so yeah, she the whole second act is her basically straight up dating Ron Silver while he's fucking while he's just Patrick Bateman, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's totally like Patrick Batemaning, Batemaning. Bate, word. Bateman heard it here first. He's like 50, 50, 50 stocks for ninety. Yeah, fifty stocks 50 for, stocks for 90. ninety. Yeah, and he just seems like a fucking pissed off guy. I'm like surprised. in those scenes, he's yeah. like screaming and like yeah. it's it's like masculine rage. I just literally could is. not believe he did not do a line of coke on. on like I'm shocked. Thing. Yeah, that, yeah. That blows my mind. Yeah. How did there was? How was there not? A he line should be of coke? coked up for like most of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she was like, "That's too on the nose." I tap my nose and we're pointing hey, at each hey, other. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, vote now, uh, everybody. Is that joke good? <laughs> is that jo- I'm going to have all these fucking like <laughs> just goddamn polls. polls. People are going to be like, what is this? I'm unfollowing you. This is so annoying. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, no, and then and then yeah, it played like the scenes of the dates are playing up the tension because like she's well, falling for this guy. Well, what's cool about the particular the, the the helicopter date scenes on right now, and what's cool yeah. about that shit mm-hmm. is that it has like a dual um, purpose mm-hmm. because in one way it's conveying like this like romantic kind of like helicopter scene yeah you know like that's super romantic take your girl on a helicopter trip over new york that's neat and he says this poetic thing about like like when i'm up here it's just like it's just us and everyone else is specs yeah and you know what's so fucking great about that line is specs is because that's literally how he views people like yeah he doesn't think people are important he can just yeah, shoot yeah. and kill people. He just kill them. He doesn't so have any. Uh, yeah, there's that double entendre there where he's like, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna fucking swoon this girl with this poetic line. I'm also conveying my truth of how I feel like humans are are nothing, and I can kill them because they're just specks. Because I'm all the way up here. Yeah, for sure. I was like, shit, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, that's like that was a cool scene. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, he's he's. He's great in this man. He's fucking. He's scary, man. His eyes. He just has like <laughs> buggy, buggy eyes. Yeah, buggy, weird, coked out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like Patrick Bateman eyes. Fucking mm-hmm. like eighties yuppie, eighties yuppie shit. Th- this movie feels like like a post eighties action movie. Oh yeah, I was gonna bring up Big Trouble Little China sort of thing. Ooh, it's, it's, it's a weird comparison, but they're kind of on the same level of like mm-hmm. the. Um, Oh, uh, that's po- post action, you know, post action movies. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a really good point. Where, whereas that movie did it to comedic effect, this one does it to like dramatic effect to a feminist pr- perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a, like the female angle mm. of that action movie. Right. Like, like what if, what if, like, what if we put, um, what's like a famous cop movie is, is dirty Harry a cop movie? Yes. I think it is. Yeah, mm. it is. It's like, what if, what if, uh, Dirty Harriet. Well, like I don't know. That sounds dumb. Yeah. But like, what if we put a female in any of these big cop movies? What would happen instead? Yeah. And it's like guys are fucking creeps, especially yeah. power hungry, uh, greedy uh, stockbrokers. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's kind of cool that like I never thought I would compare this movie to Big Trouble in Little China. That's a good comparison. It, it's like it, they were ahead of its time in that way. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's why I want to give this movie props on is having that kind of awareness at the time of the excess of the 80s well for sure man and then we're gonna i'm sure we're gonna talk a little bit about that it's it's less so like this this movie has more of a opposite of cobra yes it is the opposite of cobra uh this movie blue steel has more of a thematic kind of message than a movie like point break but i think point break has some similar stuff going on actually Mm. um it's been a while so yeah that that movie Man, yeah, that that movie really really hit me. Um, but uh, but but where were we at? All movies hit you. They do. I'm a I'm That's a sappy why you're a movie guy. I'm movie boy. I didn't cry during Blue Steel. What? No. How? I didn't you did? No, no I, did. I just thought you cried at every movie. <laughs> <laughs> I cry at many movies. Uh, not this one. What was the most recent movie you cried at? Ooh, Toy Story Four. Did I cry? I don't know. No, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, t- I cried in Toy Story 4. That's probably, that's probably <laughs> I mean, that it. seems justified. I yeah, haven't seen some, it. Yeah, there's some, there's some, yeah, there's some, there's some, some shit. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's some shit. 
Yeah. We're gonna. I guess Toy Story Four is the new Last Jedi. We're gonna mention it on every episode now. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I haven't seen. It. I want to see it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, you got and it. I, I love good. Toy Story. I grew yeah. up with Toy Story. But yeah, I didn't grow up with this movie because I don't think. Uh, my grandma would think that this movie's appropriate for kids. Then again, you know what's funny? Yeah. Here's a funny story. Okay. Lay it on me. I was, it was like 1994. Uh-huh. Fuck, I'm already like... No. <laughs> just whatever. Just, yeah, yeah. I was a kid. Uh-huh. And my grandma usually was the one who took care of me. And I was just like at home watching Speed, you know, Keanu Reeves. As as one want to do. Well, yeah, of course. Of course a kid like me would want to watch Speed. Hell yeah. yeah. Speed rules, man. Yeah. And, like, I would just, like, laugh at things, you know, because I was a kid. Like, I just, they, like, everything people said was funny to me. Yeah. Especially when, like, it was supposed to be played off as, like, a comedic thing. Mm-hmm. And I would just repeat it, you know. I would just repeat the line. Oh, no. I already know. I have yeah. a story like this, too, yeah. And I just said, bitch. And, then my gra- and I was just laughing. I was like, ha-ha, bitch. Ha-ha, bitch. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what bitch meant. Yeah, you like, say that all the time now. Is now the I do. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like back then, like, you know, like I didn't, I literally didn't know what bitch meant. Like, yeah, yeah. And my grandma, I love my grandma so much. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't say that. that's a bad word. You shouldn't say. It. And I felt so terrible. Yeah. And I like, I didn't even know why it was bad. I just made my grandma sad. So, like, that's like, <laughs> I, I just was made just, my grandma sad. Yeah. And I was just felt really bad about I it. I actually, yeah. I have a story very similar. Yeah. Uh, I went and I had, I couldn't, when did, Austin Powers 2 come out. When did Spy Who Shagged Me come out? Like 99 or something? Mm, 2000 probably. Probably 2000? Yeah. I guess I was that age or, yeah, around there. Because I saw it in theaters, I guess. I guess I went with my friend Jimmy. Not Leif. Not not good old Leif. Not Jimmy Cams? Not Jimmy Cams. That'd be kind of awkward if Jimmy Cams was That would a a 10-year-old boy... Hey, see Titanic. Hey, kiddo, kid. hey, kiddo you you like uh, you like funny movies? You like uh, Austin Powers? Let's go check out uh, Austin Powers. And he took me, and he held he held my hand. He's very nice. Um, no, but yeah, I, I went and saw it, and then I very excitedly went home. And I, I remember, I don't even remember seeing any Austin Powers movies at this point. Like I haven't seen them in a long time. But yeah. um, I went home, and I was like telling my parents like like telling them jokes that were in the movie because i oh, like to do that as, you're a kid yeah why wouldn't you do it yeah. yeah um and i was like yeah yeah and then yeah oh my gosh and then there's this guy named fat bastard and my fucking i think it was my dad stopped <laughs> me dead in my tracks and was like what did you just say and i was like fat bastard his name's fat bastard and th- like i kept saying it fat bastard he's so funny he's all fat and then they like set they like sat me down and were like Look, we understand that's a movie. We understand that you didn't know that it was bad, but you can't say that. Don't say that word anymore. And they had to fucking sit me down and tell me that bastard, which I didn't even know was a bad word. Yeah, bastard is a bad word. Yeah, bastard is actually like a very like yeah. one of the more obscure like it's uh, like a historically bad word because it like means a literal. Ooh, wow, wow! I don't know if you heard. I don't know yeah, if the mic's heard, picked that I up, heard but it, it is a, a bre- it's a storm of brewing outside. I know. Okay, I guess since you said bastard, you oh, know, God, God, God is uh, he's going to strike me down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, bastard is a uh, it, it. It's like a word that I didn't know it was bad until I was like in middle school or something. Yeah. yeah. See, I was. I, I was definitely still in elementary school, but and bastard's actually just a technical term. Like, it's not even. Like, it's only used derogatory yeah. because, like, no one wants to be a bastard. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Because bastard just insinuates your father, like, left and, you know... Yeah. Like, you're fatherless. And no one wants to be that. That sort of thing. Oh... I was going to say something really dark and sad, and I, I won't. What? Well, I was going to say, my dad was a bastard, so I wonder if that's oh. why, if, if there was like a, a thing contextual thing where he was but like, But it's also just a derogatory, it's used derogatory, yeah. so that's, that's probably true. Why. Yeah. yeah, well, and also, yeah, and also my, my grandpa uh, tried to get me to say the N-word when I was a kid because he was racist. I'm going to delete this. <laughs> yeah, you can delete it. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, the, 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 it was different times, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not, I'm not justifying, like, you know. Saying, yeah, bitch. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, the older people just, you know, they say things that are uh, inappropriate. So that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> but we're living in a, uh, how'd we get on this? I forgot. Oh, it, because like I was telling you a memory of when I, when Watch I said speed. bitch. Yeah, that's right. Like bitch doesn't even seem so vanilla nowadays. Like bitch is such a vanilla word. It like, is. Who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. Like even like women like now like own up to bitch. Like they want to be a bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Like it's, right? it's like, it's been taken back. Like, yeah. like, oh, I'm being you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, or like you say it jovially, like you're yeah. just being such a bitch, you know, mm-hmm. it's nothing like, it doesn't seem like offensive. Well, what's funny uh-huh. is that in England, it's like the opposite. Like you, you say cunt, like you say bitch, but yeah. here in America, here it's, it's a like lot cunt sharper. It's like, yeah. Ooh, you shouldn't say, like, that, Hey, Hey, yeah. what are you doing? But yeah, yeah. over there, when you say bitch, it's like, whoo, it's like cunt. It's like saying, cunt Oh, here. interesting. Cause remember, remember in, uh, we're going on tangents, but whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, you remember the episode white Christmas in black mirror? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Black mirror is a British show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hilarious because one of the characters says you bitch. And it's like, it's because oh. they were really angry and it's hilarious to see like someone say you bitch like in, in England that shit England, played like, like fucking it's like saying you cunt. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it's like, but to be to an American it's like, that's funny. <laughs> like, Can you believe he said that? It's unbelievable. What a cruel man that John yeah. Ham is. And what's even, what's even funnier is, yeah. uh, in Harry Potter. Yeah. God, they dropped so many cunts and bitches. Well, movie. Well, the most famous line is when uh, Mama Weasley says, um, "Not my daughter, you bitch." You know, do you remember that oh, one? Oh yeah. And it's funny because, like, oh, that's interesting. When you read it as an American, you you're like, hell yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And cool. In in, in, in English, English, it's like, if, whoa, it's like, well, she. Yeah, she's fucking super fucking angry right now. Yeah, but in America, it's just like, woo! Yeah, hell yeah. Like, call her <laughs> yeah. a bitch, you know? Because, yeah. like, I love that line. It's a great line. Yeah, it is. I remember that from the yeah. movie, yeah. But it, I don't think she pulled it off as well as the how the book in my, my Probably. book's character had. Yeah. It's still, but. it's still, to bring this up again, it still kind of blows my mind that you're, like, a real Potter head. Like, well, yeah. like, it's just interesting because, like, I, I don't really see you talking about Harry Potter much, or I haven't really. Well, I, I mean, like, like, I'm like an ex-Potterhead, dude. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know. just a pothead, ape. It is a good No, it, it's just, like, that was my, that was just my childhood. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. 
I was really in Power Rangers, but I grew up. I, I just don't understand why. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand why people want to hold on to like their child franchises so hard, like yeah. Pokemon or stuff like. It doesn't make it yeah. like I don't know. I'm into different things. Like now. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing, dude. Yeah, who subscribes to the Star Wars leaks subreddit to look at Lego figurines of the new <laughs> Star Wars characters? Not. No, that's lame, dude. Whoa, hey, Whoa. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Like at least, that, po- at least Harry Potter had a good cap on it. You know? Yeah. And no, for sure. Done. It's like well, and then it's like I think I think a difference is is uh, a key difference is like if there was still Potter stuff coming out that was good in some form, either movies, new books that was good. Maybe you'd, you probably wouldn't be as into it, but maybe you'd be I'm into not it. because like, you know? I don't know. Like I like, I liked Harry Potter, like him himself, you know? Yeah. Like I liked well, following his yeah. character. It being like finite. Definitely. Yeah. You're right. It's kind of like right watching, about. I don't know, I guess for you, it's like watching like the spinoffs of, I don't know, mm-hmm. like watching rogue one or something. And, it's like, yeah, no, it's like, it's not the characters I love. Cause like really what I liked about Harry Potter was just all, all the characters. I, I liked Hermione. I liked Ron. I liked Jeannie. I, I, I liked all, I liked all the, all the kids talking to each. It was like your Avengers kind of thing, you know, or yeah. it wasn't really about like them fighting Voldemort. It was like, Oh, I like these. I like them like going on adventures together and stuff. Yeah. You know? so. I think I don't, that's interesting. Cause like my thing with star Wars is like, I like, it's see not, the, it's not about the wizardly world per se. It was like, it was um, cool that these kids that I like were in this world that they could explore, you know? Yeah. It wasn't the world. It's like the world was cool. Yeah. But it, that wasn't the sole reason why, like I stuck around. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's different kind of how, than how I view star Wars. Cause star Wars to me is like the, I see the potential for stories in that world. Yeah. But then again, it's, it's much it's a, it's a much more open kind of like you can do anything well, than I mean, Harry Potter. I think, I think I this think. goes down to like how we differ a little bit because like, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like, I like, uh, I want to have like the characters, mm-hmm. you know, first. I'm not saying that yeah. way, the way that you look at it is, is bad or anything. Yeah. I think it's cool to have things within a, a universe, but that's where I start off from. Like, are these, something that I can, uh, well, it it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, your, your Harry Potter, uh, thing, uh, reminder guys, this is a blue steel episode, but, (laughs) but yeah, no, the Harry Potter thing makes sense because it's like those for Harry Potter. If I didn't really get into Harry Potter, but like, I have no interest outside of Mm -hmm. those characters. Like that, that is, is a specific story with like, was it seven books? Seven. Books. It's like a beginning, middle, and end. The story was done. Yeah, yeah. Harry, I mean, I, I have no interest in the crimes yeah. of Grindelwald. Yeah, like and I don't Newt care Scamander about the fucking, or whatever the fuck. I don't care about that shit. I yeah. just want. To, I want like I. The first book was about Harry Potter, and you know that I followed Harry Potter. I want to see what he was exploring because yeah. I, I imagined Harry Potter as myself. Like I put myself in yeah. his. I, his I forgot shoes to tell and, you, you're you know. giving me like some Potter vibes today. Oh yeah, I saw you when I walked in. I was like, "This guy's looking a little bit like Harry Potter." It's cool. Oh yeah. Well, I guess that's take a, that as a compliment. That's I'll a take compliment. It. Like a cool Cause Harry Potter. Because my like a uh, fucking um, well, woke, then you, woke Harry Potter dude. Woke Harry woke Potter. Yeah. Woke well, Potter. and it's also the the lightning bolt uh, scar on your forehead that you ah. have to. Yeah. 
I, I saw Voldemort. You know, he he was hanging out with me before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We were we were having a few drinks and just yeah. catching up. You know, that's cool. Yeah, he's doing all right. <laughs> he's just like he he's doing too many riddles. I told him like, hey, you need to chill out on all those riddles. I man. don't get through. Is that a reference? His name's Tom Riddle, dude. Oh. That's right. Okay. Oh yeah, you're not a Potterhead. I'm not a Potterhead like chief. me, dude. Yeah. But uh, Horcruxes. You know what those are? <laughs> I do. They got. They're the uh, Infinity Stones of the you know, Harry Potter universe. This is, <laughs> I hate to. I'm gonna go on a tangent. No, yeah, please. Fuck it. Uh, there's this new Reddit that I found that's called like, like I think it's called Meme Archaeology or something. I like th- how this sounds already for sure. Like, or, or is it like, I don't know, like historic memes or something, ancient memes, something like that. Yeah. And they showed, yeah. they showed a, a picture. It's like just old ass memes. Like you get from the two thousands. Like, wow, that, that sounds fascinating. I want to check that out. And, uh, there's a picture of a Nokia phone and it says like, this is Voldemort's new Horcrux. Good luck. Cause it's like a Nokia phone. Oh, that's right. They're like unbreakable, yeah. right? So <laughs> to our Gen Jesus. Z listeners, a Nokia phone was a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was you know, was, your iPhone. Yeah. Your iPhone. It's like that, but, but worse, like in terms of like, you could only send text messages and call people on it pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not uh, so text messages are like I messages, but like without the Wi-Fi, I had to keep, tra- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to keep translating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's no it's emojis like a, on it, you know. It an was, iPhone without a touch screen. Mm. You only have buttons. Yeah, buttons, yeah. You only have buttons. So buttons are like things that you see on like computers. Yeah. Yeah. Where you yeah, it's like a, a keyboard if you've yeah. ever used a keyboard. Uh, <laughs> That's a, a weird computer. thought because I feel like yeah. it could get to the point where like they don't even know what like buttons are anymore because everything's a touch <laughs> Every Everything's like an interface on yeah. a fucking screen. <laughs> yeah, dude. God, man. But yeah, and I thought that was hilarious because like you could never get that joke again, like a Nokia joke. Like if somebody posted that yeah. on R slash funny, it'd like, get fucking buried because people would be like, Are you are you fucking seventy? Who yeah. are you? <laughs> like what era are you from? Yeah. Yeah, that's like when we were in high school that people were doing that meme because the Nokia phones are all those fucking like I had one, man. I had one. You had one first, of those Nokia That was my first phone in high school. Yeah, I had a Sprint flip phone. Dude, you were cool then, dude. I guess so, man. Well, because I went from... It's weird we didn't have cell phones till high school, right? Well, that's because that's when they finally started getting cheaper, so we could... Yeah, I got one when I was like 16, and that's weird to think about. Yeah, I got one when I was 14, I think. 14? The Nokia, and then I upgraded to Katana. Oh, you were a fucking cool boy. Katana? Katana, and I got Blackberry, like a fucking cool guy. You had a fucking BlackBerry? Yeah, dude. And a whole keyboard on it. Shit. Have we ever been more off the rails than we are right <laughs> now? We are so far out. We Okay, you know, Blue Steel, guys. Blue Steel. Listen. Th- there was no keyboard. There's no keyboards in this movie. There might have been. You know, speaking of technology, actually, the scene when she's flipping through the mug shots, I just thought was like a cool little, uh, what do you call that? A... Uh, a fucking snapshot of an era, basically when she's yeah. like, she like pulls out the little, uh, fucking 
uh, drawer in like a, a shelf in the police station, and she's like flipping through guys' mug yeah, shots. Yeah, and that's such like a, a typical shot that you would see back with in those movies, you know? Just, yeah, yeah. But now it's just like I'm just gonna look computers. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. It's like if if a Gen Z viewer saw mm. the film, mm-hmm. they'd be like, "What is what? What's hap- what? She doesn't have like a folder at least or something like." <laughs> Did, did they not have computers? What's weird no, is that well, they had computers. What would be funny is that when a Gen Z person like sees this and sees like a, a Manila folder, they're gonna realize that's what the icon is on their computer. That's fascinating. Yeah, because it's like they're gonna be like, wait, is that the computer? It's like folder c- icon because Gen Zers don't know what floppy disks are, so oh, they that's s- right. when they see the save button, they just think. Oh, that's just a save icon. Like they don't think of it as like the floppy disk. Yeah, they just associate that just weird symbol as a save button, which is insane to me because it's like, yeah. of course they wouldn't know. How would they know about floppy disk? Like, who cares? For sure, I yeah. barely do. Like, I was barely in the floppy disk era. I remember floppy disk all t- all day because yeah. that's how I played Duke Nukem, dude. Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I had Oregon Trail. My my mom would bring home floppy disks to play in like our shitty Mac computer, <laughs> but then I feel like that I feel like CDs came CD ROMs pretty came, came around pretty recent yeah yeah when Fo- uh, the days of floppy disks weren't too long for yeah. sure yeah um but Blue, Blue Steel, Steel is a movie, a movie directed by Catherine Bigelow Bigel, yeah. so okay so what ha- is happening now. Uh, if you remember back to like 45 minutes ago <laughs> when we were talking about the plot a little bit. Um, so, okay. Yeah. I want to talk about this because like halfway through the movie, I'm like sitting here, I'm, I'm like cl- not clocking the movie, but like I'm realizing we're halfway through and fucking the pacing of this movie is weird. The, the developments like when they happen in the, the timeline of the story is weird. Like, what are you trying Ron to Silver do? Yeah. just like shows his hand. He like shows his cards to her because they're like at I her house. Yeah, he he realizes he has her. That's the way I read it. Is like he's like, I can have sex with her, but I'm gonna I'm gonna fully double down and show her that I'm the fucking guy who's been writing her name on bullets and shooting them into old that's men. His, that's his orgasm, dude. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's a dude. The Climax. American Psycho thing is like a brilliant comparison, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and that scene is super tense when he's basically telling her, uh, like, when I first saw you in the supermarket. Yeah, and when you uh, like, you're the same you and I. Like, you and I are two sides he, of the same coin. Like, because he thought that they were kindred spirits. After, yeah, after he has her point the gun at him. Yeah. And, like, yeah. And I was like, at this point, I was like, what is going to happen? Because we're halfway through the movie and he's, get, and yeah, he's, he's getting arrested. And uh, that, that, that I feel like is uh, further commentary because he gets released. He's a powerful, rich man who has a really good lawyer. And NYPD's like, we don't want to, we don't want to get tied up with all those guys. Mm-hmm. They're gonna take us down. They're gonna put us in shit head, shit folk. Yeah, yeah. It's like we need to, we can't fuck around with this guy. The again mayor's gonna be on our ass. Yeah, they say something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, like we're in, gonna be in a sling. I think was the uh, specific. Be uh, in a sling. Whatever oh, man. that is. Yeah. yeah. Some '90s lingo. 
Um, Gen Xers, if you want to explain to us millennials what that yeah. is, feel free. Yeah. yeah. Correct us. Um, but uh, yeah, and then this, this is when the movie like takes a big turn into like bummer territory in just how much shit it's shoveling on Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Cause it's like, God, man, it's yeah. There's a lot there's of a lot fucking of shit that fucking happens her. Yeah, dude. Yeah. A lot really fast because he gets let out. She goes over to her, her best friend, Tracy's house. The girl who tried to set her up with the knockoff Sean Penn. <laughs> um, and fucking the, he fucking shows up there and fucking kills Tracy, kills her best friend. Yeah. And he always, he's always like, he's like a fucking, he's like a fucking, uh, assassin. He always sneaks up behind her. Yeah. Like, and then, uh, holds her mm-hmm. while and there's a struggle and then shoot, he ends up shooting like, uh, wow. You know what? Actually, as we're talking about this man, mm. Detroit is actually a lot like this movie. Okay. Because Detroit has a lot of the same, a lot of the same like examinations yeah. of like in spirit. uh, in what? Like it, like it's a sequel in spirit. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I see what you're saying. Like it, it, yeah, it examines the, uh, imbalance of power between people in a similar way where like the dude there, I mean, there's, there are very right. long scenes in that movie. Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit because we're not going to, we're not going to cover we're that watch one. It? Huh? We're not going to watch it. I don't think we're going to no. And do you think I would, I should watch it? I'll say yes to that, but I, okay. I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like that movie would be a minefield to talk about on this podcast. Honestly, but oh, it's just it, there's so okay. many loaded issues, and it's like Twitter pull shoot, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chime in, y'all. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because there are really, really long sequences that almost feel documentary like on purpose that are examining the just imbalance power of power between yeah. the police and like young black men in yeah. the case of that movie, and it, it plays out similar similarly to uh, this movie when like. Like her best friend just got fucking killed. She's called into the police station. At this point, I'm like, okay, this guy's done now, right? Even though we have 35 minutes of the movie left, yeah. like he's got to be done. Like the cops have got to listen to her. And I think in Detroit, she finds a way. Narratively, it makes sense because it's historical, right? Because like we know what happened at that hotel. And there's nothing you can there. Get yeah, and it, it actually yeah. did play out like that, mm-hmm. where like these cops. Uh, yeah, that movie is a fucking bummer, dude. That's yeah. one of the biggest bummer movies I've ever seen. But this movie has like little like little snippets of that where like she like is just not getting any justice. Hmm. Like this fucking guy keeps getting off even though he just killed her best friend. And uh yeah, man, and it's it's a bummer, man. And then she goes home to her parents' house. And mm-hmm. it, the scene's playing on the TV right now. And this reveal of uh, fucking Eugene on the couch, just showing up, just showing up, showing and he's like, like "I just do. wanted, I just felt like I should meet your parents." Hey, hey, oh, God, man, yeah, she's great with tension. Mm. Catherine Bigelow is like really, really good with tension. Yeah, and the dialogue between the two in that sequence was great. Like how she was trying to reveal the gun that he had, and uh, like how oh. about I take off your coat? Like, oh no, I yeah! Have a cold. I, I I I'll keep it on. I actually didn't piece that together you, until yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, or like where she was. Uh, She's just trying to like get him out of the house. How like about, she, well, yeah. She even tried to separate 
to to save the parents, like, oh, how about you guys um, go in the other room? I have to discuss something with him. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we're all, we're not adolescents. Your parents can hear what we have to talk about. Yeah, for sure. It reminds yeah. <sighs> so some cool dialogue there. Yeah, for sure. It's like really tense. Mm. Oh no, that that isn't the scene that's playing out right now. My bad. Oh God, it's the scene where she arrests her dad. Okay, mm. yeah, that scene's a bummer too. Um, but uh, did that really have any payoff? I guess hmm. her arresting her dad. Not really. No, it's just like oh, this sad, sad. <laughs> yeah, sad. It's a bummer, that. man. Yeah, Kath, Catherine Catherine Bigelow really likes uh, Cat, Catherine Saddelow. Catherine Saddelow, biggest uh, biggest sad born no. like it. Catherine. Biggs low, low bigs, low bigs. Yeah, she's she's all about those big lows. <laughs> oh, the big lows. Yeah, the I big gotcha. lows. Yeah, that's you know? good. Um, well, not well, the they, she kind of humanizes the dad when uh, not the size mores, but um, <laughs> sorry, I'm still on it. <laughs> so, yeah, <the> size less. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. That's good. He's canceled. He's yeah, canceled. he's canceled uh, officially. You heard it here first. Yeah, we we are the ones who canceled him. <laughs> we, Twitter, Twitter, take note. Yeah. We, we're the ones who canceled Sizemore, not yep. you guys. <laughs> we are the, we are the, the, the supreme justice warriors here. <laughs> the supreme we, justice yeah. warriors. That's um, even cooler than social, social justice. It warriors. is pretty cool. They should, they should adopt that. Cause that yeah. is pretty let's cool. Let's, let's appropriate that abbreviation. Oh, that is how I'm sorry. I'm just watching the movies on and I, I just realized that, uh, the reveal of him being at the house is after she Arrested. was going to arrest her dad. But she's like, oh, okay, I'll give you a break, dad. Yeah. It's all right that you, you know, she like, the, yeah. Like Bigelow kind of humanizes the dad there a little bit too, yeah. because he's like crying and he's like, I just get angry. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I don't know this, this movie surprised me in how much like, yeah, humanizing. It's refreshing for its time, I think. Yeah, definitely. But I think it could have been done in a um, more effective manner. That's yeah, all, you know, for sure. Um, and then uh, the the third act is pretty much just kind of wrapping things up. I was kind of looking at my watch is, a little bit, you know. Huh? I was kind of looking at my watch a little bit on the third act. Yeah, yeah, a little know? bit. I definitely like, was because I was like trying to finish it before coming over and I was just like, oh man, I kind of finished this movie. But mm. but uh but yeah, I mean the the end is really kind of similarly to Terminator, just kind of becomes like a just a black and white kind of like a like a hunt because mm. she's trying to hunt him down and he's running from her after he shoots uh Clancy Brown after they bang, they bang. They bang, she bang. She she bang she bang. Um, Clancy no, Brown no No, she that was bang, a terrifying scene because like yeah, he, man. He fucking uh, our, our uh, American Psycho boy like masked the uh, noise of the gun with the towel, which is cool. Yeah, and uh, shot. Um, what's his name? Uh, Clancy Brown. Nick. Nick. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's his name. Yeah. Um, and uh, she doesn't hear it. And she expects him to come out of the bathroom, so she's in this like vulnerable oh my state. God, yeah, so it's a cool like horror sequence, you know. Dude, that's yeah. Then, that scene was rough, man. Because like it seemed like he was almost trying to rape her. Like at he, that. I, I read yeah. it as he did rape he, her. Did he actually? You think he actually like? I don't know. I, I think I think he did. Yeah, because I think he was aroused by killing Nick. Well, I don't know like, if it was. I mean, there was no sequencing where it was actually like uh, like actual. 
you know, penetration. You know what I mean? It looked like penetration to me, but I don't know. I guess different strokes, different folks. But yeah. we can only hope that it wasn't full on. I mean, I hope it wasn't for, for uh, Jamie can, Lee we, Curtis's we character's least, sake. Yeah, we can yeah. at least agree that it was attempted rape. Definitely, for sure. Yeah. But if it was full on rape, I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and then, and then yeah. she, yeah, she's like reaching for her gun. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is at this point I'm like, man, it's like there are issues with kind of the plotting and the mm. logic leaps, but like in terms of like action and like tension, yeah, more, more so out. tension directing, it's, it's really like she's well so fucking done. good, man. Yeah. And it's like, this is like one of her early movies. Like she's already great at it. She knows the beats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she gets her gun. So, yeah, and then also, like, Terminator, this motherfucker's, like, invincible at this point. Like, she yep. shoots him, like, twice here. Uh, later on, yeah. she is getting followed by him, mm. shoots him some more times, and... Uh, and he pulls... it. Oh, yeah, in the bathroom, he pulls... In her own bathroom, he pulls out the bullet that uh, mm. she shot uh, him with. Like, remember? Like... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's the, right. She's chasing yeah. after him, and she shoots him in the arm while he's about to shoot um, Yeah, that scene Nick. was gross, man. He was, like, yeah. digging it out of his arm yeah. in her bathroom. Like, Dude, this guy this guy has to be coked up. Just give us one line of coke, Yeah, give Biggs. me one line of coke. Come on, Biggs. What are you doing? <laughs> um, but, okay, and before uh, Clancy Brown gets shot, there's a really good exchange that, that I uh, mentioned before where he asks her, this is the third time she's been asked this, why did you become a cop? Mm. And her, I feel like her response sums up the entire fucking movie. She says, him. Yeah, that was pretty great. That yeah. was, That's so fucking good because it says so much. It's like, him, is she talking about Eugene? Is she talking about the police captain? Is she talking about her dad? It's like, it doesn't fucking no, matter. she's talking about... She's talking about Eugene. I read it as her dad. What? Really? I yeah. Thought it was I, well, I think that's what's great about the scene is that like him can mean it's it's obviously yeah, like for these sure. men There's that double. Like, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I, I but know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Eugene is kind of the most literal, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. interpretation of it. Um, but obviously, she became a cop before I mean, he was yeah, in the I picture. I like that. I like that interpretation. I just when I first like got it, you read it as like guys like him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I like, I like that interpretation that you gave about it. I just thought it was just Eugene, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's pretty cool. I like that. But yeah, yeah I, I like yeah. that the the joke of the movie of her making jokes about what why she really became a cop actually like paid off in like mm-hmm. a moment of like truth before he got fucking like capped mm-hmm. by by Eugene. But, so um, yeah, Catherine Biggs sin. In order to destroy the patriarchy, you must become the patriarchy. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, and yeah, I, I really like how the movie ends, man, because I mentioned this on The Fly, and I think we've talked about it with at least one other movie since, but uh, it does that fucking thing I love where the final climax of the movie is basically the end of the movie where like the fucking final big payoff hits, bam credits. I love that dude. We don't, I don't think that fucking happens enough because There's I think no denouement. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, because like just hits it off right there, yeah. And it's it's uh Yeah, I like that. I like it when it happens like that. Yeah, and it's it's a little when it happens, it's sometimes viewed like it's it's a little bit of a more pessimistic ending because it's like we're not getting full emotional closure here. But in the case of this movie, I feel like we are because her mission well, from because very early on. To see on, all the fallout would be just depressing. Yeah, because her life is in ruins, basically. Yeah, she, I mean. Her uh, dad's still beating her mom. She beat up her a best cop friend's to go dead. kill a guy. Yeah. Remember? Like. That's true, too. Like, yeah. The, in the hospital, she impersonated. Punched him, yeah. Punched, knocked a cop out, mm-hmm. took his clothes, impersonated him just so she can kill like this dude. So yeah, yeah there's not really anything good. That's going to, yeah, that would happen after, after and, the credits rolled, I yeah. guess. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then I, I love, yeah, I love like that final shot of her. It's like a really long shot. It reminded me of like a shot from like drive, oddly enough, like the, huh. the yeah. scene when, um, Gosling gets, uh, stabbed i think by albert brooks and he's like sitting in the car for a really long time and then he drives away it's like a similar shot where she's just like looking down fucking like despondent Mm. where she's like all right it's done it's done and then it's like really long and then another cop uh, comes and there will be blood i'm finished i'm finished yeah Yeah. exactly uh and yeah then that's that's fucking that's credits man that's Mm -hmm. blue steel a a pretty good movie i liked it it's pretty good yeah Yeah. it's solid um and final thoughts on the, on the yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I liked it a lot. It went in a very different direction than I was expecting. And when I would kind of question like, Oh, that this is interesting and kind of weird. It wouldn't always nail the execution of, I think what it was trying to do. Um, but I, I liked the, the message of it. And, uh, the kind of like cat and mouse between uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and oh, what was his name? Ron Silver as Eugene. Eugene is really good. And he's a fucking creep in this movie. And he's like a real big fucking weirdo. And uh, she's great. It's like, I, I also have the realization that I don't think I've seen like enough Jamie Lee Curtis movies because like Halloween, the Halloween movies I've yeah, seen. Yeah. Freaky Friday. She's fucking great in. Um, and I feel like I haven't really seen many others, but she's like a renowned actress that's been in a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I think she was in true lies too, but I don't really remember that movie, a Cameron movie. So she's going to pop on over to Jimmy cams next, Mm -hmm. I guess four Mm -hmm. years later. Um, I think that's when that movie came out, but, um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a good, good little thriller with, um, a lot to say, a lot going on, a lot Uh, to do. A lot to say and a lot to do. Yeah, a lot to do. Um, mostly a trip. Like the the strengths of this movie are all because of Bigelow having directed it. Because like her insight into being a woman definitely is like on display in uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character and like how she's treated as a cop. Uh, her experiences with like men and all that stuff, and, and how she's uh, into action. Yeah, well, exactly. And then, like, yeah, like, how great she is at, at shooting mm-hmm. action and also uh, the tension of action, the mm-hmm. buildup. And, like... Just like and said. Yeah. No, yeah, dude, she's, mm-hmm. like, she's kind of in that Rifen camp of, like, the buildup is crucial mm-hmm. to action. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was, it was a solid, solid little movie. I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch all the other ones now with the context of, like, where she kind of started. So, yeah, what mm-hmm. about you? 
I think it was good. I mean, I, I'm very not interested in watching this movie again. Um, I think mm-hmm. I, I think going through it once, it's like you know, got got what you needed out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a pretty straightforward, simple movie. There's nothing like uh, very complex about it, and that's fine. I never thought it it would be any other way. Honestly, I didn't I didn't know what I was getting into when yeah, I first same. watched this anyway. So mm-hmm. I kind of. Um, try to go into it as much as I can, but then I had the baggage of like Zero Dark Thirty and Hurt Locker within me, mm-hmm. so I was thinking there'd be some like grand set pieces and stuff. You know, I don't want to. I don't. You know. Sorry to interrupt, but it's yeah. just like the growth. Mm. Like I, I don't know, man. It's like a lot of directors over time, over decades, uh, kind of dwindle from their early stuff, and I feel yeah. like she's one she's, of the rare directors yeah. that really just fucking grows, yeah. right? That's yeah. interesting. I don't know. Did I haven't keep seen that Detroit, mind? but I mean, Zero Dark Thirty and Hurt Locker. I mean, Zero Dark Thirty is like really in the top for me up there. Yeah, yeah. My, in my top fifties area. Damn, interesting. Fifties five zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even still, I mean, that's I mean, that's a that's yeah. an honor. I've seen man. a lot of movies. Okay, listen, I, I watch a lot of flicks movie. in my time. And you can check me out on Litterbox where, you know... I, hey, you forgot to mention that last week, oh, I think. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, it, it's... Uh, I think if you wanted to go down a, a kind of um, a post, post-action post feminist bent on, on things, I mean, this would be a good film to do. Mm-hmm. Um, ignore all the, the, uh, the, the weird um, logical leaps that you got to do. Mm-hmm. Because it it did bother me uh, a bit, and because it's just like okay, it doesn't make any sense that the people would react this way. But yeah, at the end of the day, it that didn't matter too much mm-hmm. um, because the sentiment was there, and I think she drove home the actual the the themes of the film. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think uh, you know. There's, there's there's better moves out there. There's better moves out there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, guys, I think that'll about do it for Blue Steel. Next week we're gonna be talking. We're back to Jimmy Cam's side of things. Back to Jimmy Cam. Back to Jimmy Cam's. Jimmy Cam sausages. Jimmy Cam sausages. Is that Jimmy? Um, what's that brand? Is that a brand? Jimmy's Cam Jimmy, sausages. Jimmy's something. God damn it. <laughs> There's a brand of sausages. Hey, if y'all out like there Jimmy. know canned sausages, y'all y'all got that canned sausage connect. Hit us up. Yeah. With uh, what Adam's talking about. Jimmy Bean or some shit like Jimmy that. Jimmy Bean? Know. Yeah. <laughs> I promise I just, I just it's true. Want, I just want you to talk about canned sausages for 30 minutes. Well, it's not, no, I don't know if it's a canned sausage. I just oh, know okay. it's a brand of sausage. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I don't know. Um, Jimmy Dean? Jimmy Dean, maybe. Yeah, Jimmy Dean sausages. Okay, that's what it is. We figured it out. Um, is it? Yeah. Because Jimmy Dean's the... We got Jimmy Dean's at home, chief. Oh. Jimmy Dean's good. Okay, um, there you go. But uh, yeah, Clancy Brown, a snack. Um, Kyle Reese, a snack. Tom Sizemore, not a snack. It's been canceled. He's, he's, more, he's, he's more of not a snack. What would you call the opposite of a snack? A poop? Well, as per Doughboys, you call it a whack. Ah, very Snack good. Snack or whack. Um, so he's whack. It's a good podcast. Go listen to it. Uh, they don't need our plugs. They're doing fine. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, so that's Blue Steel. Next week, we're going to be talking aliens. Hmm. Right? Is that right? Why am I second guessing myself now? 
No, that's right. Yeah. Um, we're doing aliens. We're going to have a, our first guest uh, of the season. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. Yeah. And you'll aliens find out who great. that is when you listen to when that. You listen one. to it. It's like a mystery box. Maybe he's been on five or six times. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah. Also, you mentioned it earlier, but follow us on Letterbox mm-hmm. and um, I'm the relativistic at Letterbox. Mm-hmm. Binary eleven thirty eight is mine. And We're talking about all the movies of the year. Delphin shows. Delphin shows. By the time people hear this one, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to speak too soon. Uh, just listen to the Delphin Pod shows, Stickerford shows, and. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be it, guys. You got anything else, Adam? Uh, no, I don't think. I think that just about covers it. Cool. All Thank right, you guys. for listening, and stay tuned for more episodes. Know, more episodes. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>